Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for Ezekiel chapter 37. This chapter is a very uh, popular one here with the Latter-day Saints because it talks about the Book of Mormon, at least partly. So I'm going to read the heading to this. Israel shall inherit the land of the resurrection. The stick of Judah, the Bible, and the stick of Joseph, the Book of Mormon, become one in the Lord's hand. Israel shall be gathered and cleansed. The Messiah shall reign over them. They shall receive the everlasting gospel covenant. Ezekiel gives two prophecies, but they are one in meaning. Verse 1, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. The valley was the Kidron Valley, in between the old city of Jerusalem and the Mount of Olives. The dry bones represent that the ancient body of true religion has died, leaving a skeleton. The sticks of the body, Judaism, with its Old Testament, is what is left, or the stick of Judah, the skeleton of true religion. In latter days, the skeleton is clothed with a new body, the Book of Mormon, and breath, the Spirit of the Lord, is given so that the true religion is resurrected. The body is alive again, never to die. The covenant is restored anew, never to die again, the new and everlasting covenant. Often prophetic utterances have dual meanings, such is the case for the well-known allegory of the scattered dry bones. The beauty of prophecy is that the Lord can reveal to those who are spiritually alert more than one truth in one prophecy. Sidney B. Sperry wrote the following commentary on the dual nature of this prophecy. It will be seen from this passage that the doctrine of the resurrection from the dead is invoked to symbolize the restoration of Israel's exiles to their own land. The exiles are represented, so it seems to me, as having lost hope, their bones are dried up, of ever living again as a nation. But the Lord shows them that they can be restored through his mighty power, even as the dead will be raised in the resurrection. The doctrine of the resurrection of the body is assumed. Some writers contend that the idea of resurrection was not known among the Hebrews at this early time, but the fact that Ezekiel speaks as he did would seem to me an indication that the doctrine had long been understood in Israel. Any true prophet would understand the doctrine of the resurrection, so Latter-day Saints believe, and Israel has had many prophets long before Ezekiel's time. The symbolic meaning of this prophecy as it relates to the gathering of Israel is apparent. The bones represent Israel in its lost and scattered state. The graves indicate where Israel is as well as its condition of spiritual death. The spirit, as or rausch in Hebrew, means the new spirit of righteousness the people will have when they have been resurrected, that is, restored from their fallen state. The source of this new life will be the Holy Ghost, but Ezekiel's account of the resurrection is literal, as well as symbolic of the future gathering of Israel. Bruce R. McConkie testified, There is nothing more real, more literal, more personal than the resurrection as Ezekiel then beheld in vision. He saw the dead live again, live literally and personally, each one becoming in physical makeup, as he had been in mortality. It was with each of them as it would be with their Lord, when he, having also come forth from his valley of dry bones, stood in the upper room with his disciples, ate before them, and permitted them to handle his physical body. To his people the Lord's voice came, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Who he shall do all this as we are now acutely aware, is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the God of Israel. 
Verse 2, And caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can see these bones can ye, can see these bones live or resurrect? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and behold a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, or spirit, or breath, or wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from your four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, Our bones are dried, and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, and cause you to come up out of your graves, and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord, when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. In other words, Israel will be gathered in the last days. So that's the end of that particular prophecy about the dry bones. So we'll get into the next prophecy here. And this was about the two sticks, which I'm sure you're probably familiar with. Verse 15, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Moreover, thou son of man, take thee one stick, or in Hebrew, wood, a wooden tablet or writing tablet were in common use in Babylon in Ezekiel's day, and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions. In the Doctrine and Covenants, section 27, it reads, Behold, this is wisdom in me. Wherefore, marvel not, for the hour cometh that I will drink of the fruit of the vine with you on the earth and with Moroni, whom I have sent unto you to reveal the Book of Mormon containing the fullness of my everlasting gospel, to whom I have committed the keys of the record of the stick of Ephraim. So here the Lord's saying that the stick of Ephraim is the Book of Mormon. Verse 17, And join them one to another into one stick, and they shall become one in thine hand. Joseph of old prophesied of the book of Joseph, Wherefore the fruit of thy loins shall write, and the fruit of the loins of Judah shall write, and that which shall be written by the fruit of thy loins, and also that which shall be written by the fruit of the loins of Judah, shall grow together unto the confounding of false doctrines, and laying down of contentions, and establishing peace among the fruit of thy loins, and bringing them to a knowledge of their fathers in the latter days, and also to the knowledge of my covenants, saith the Lord. Boyd K. Packer said, The stick or record of Judah, the Old and New Testament, and the stick of Ephraim, the Book of Mormon, which is another testament of Jesus Christ, are now woven together in such a way that as you pour over one, you are drawn to the other. As you learn from one, you are enlightened by the other. They are indeed one in our hands. Uh, and then in that conference talk, he also said, this, in this, uh, These prophecies are fulfilled. 
Verse 18, And when the children of thy people shall speak unto thee, saying, Wilt thou not show us what thou meanest by these? Say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel his fellows, and will put them with him, even with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick. They shall be then, and they shall be one in mine hand. This passage is another example of the dual nature of prophecy. Sperry explained, what is the meaning of these sticks and what is their significance? Most commentators simply believe that each piece of wood represents one of the two kingdoms, either Judah or Israel, Ephraim, which are to be bound together or united under the Lord's direction. This act symbolizes the reunion of Ephraim and Judah into one kingdom. However, the Latter-day Saints insist that such an interpretation is by no means complete. What they do believe is that each of the sticks represents a scripture, a significant piece of writing. The Bible represents the stick of Judah, or the scripture of Judah, to an average person not of our faith. This conclusion may seem reasonable, but he will ask immediately what scripture represents the stick of Ephraim, to which we reply, the Book of Mormon. The Nephite scripture is the record of the descendants upon this continent of Joseph, who was sold into Egypt. The Doctrine and Covenants in the Book of Mormon affirm that Ezekiel's prophecy deals with the Bible and the Book of Mormon being joined together. Uh, I just read about 27.5, which teaches that the Book of Mormon is the stick of Ephraim. Mormon 7 speaks of the records of the Jews and the records of the Nephites being gathered together into one. The sign that Jesus Christ gave the Nephites that the restoration of the tribes of Israel was at hand was the coming forth of the Book of Mormon, which made the combining of the records possible. This truth is sustained by Elder Bruce R. McConkie because the Book of Mormon came forth as the Syriac inside of Ezekiel has so plainly set forth. Latter-day Israel would be gathered. Her people would become clean before the Lord. He would make them... He would make with them again his everlasting covenant, or gospel covenant, and his tabernacle and temple would be in their midst forevermore. Verse 20, And the sticks whereon thou writest shall be in thine hand before their eyes, and they and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, or nations, or Gentiles, whither they be gone, and will gather them on every side, and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the hand of upon the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be king to them all, and they shall be no more two nations. The tribes led by Judah and by Ephraim were historically adversaries, and after kings, uh, after the events of Kings 1, or 1 Kings chapter 12, in the latter days this enmity will be healed. Neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms any more at all. Neither shall they defile themselves any more with their, with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions, but I will save them out of all their dwelling places, wherein they have sinned, and will cleanse them, so shall they be my people, and I will be their God. And David my servant shall be king over them, and they all shall have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments, and observe my statutes, and do them. Now the David that's being mentioned here that's going to be king over them, he's talking about Jesus Christ who will rule during the millennium. Verse 25, And they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt, and they shall dwell therein, even they and their children and their children's children forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them, and it shall be an everlasting covenant with them, and I will place them and multiply them, and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. My tabernacle also shall be with them, yea, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord. 
or that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. Joseph Fielding Smith said that Ezekiel predicted the building of a temple in Jerusalem which will be used for ordinance work after the gathering of Israel from the long dispersion and when they are cleansed from their transgressions. Um, Ezekiel chapters 40 to 47 uh, is a description of the Latter-day Temple or the ideal temple. You can decide. Some Bible scholars say that Hebrew scripture mainly, the Old Testament, contains a minimum of five layers of meaning. The analogy of the sticks has more. Layer one, it's just a story of two sticks magically turned into one. Layer two, combining the sticks is the same as gathering people. Verse 21 is the explanation. Layer three, now it's about two nations ruled by two kings. The two sticks are two scepters that become one. Layer four, the two kings become one king to a unification of the two lands into one. Layer five deals with the birthright leadership of the house of Israel. Judah and Ephraim had become the leaders of the split kingdoms. They will be combined into one kingdom. Layer six, the one king is representative of one God. Idolatry will be gone and they will worship the true God. Layer seven, if they have only one God, then there is only one religion, the everlasting covenant. Layer 8, the unified religion will bring unity to two books of Scripture, namely the Bible and the Book of Mormon. The meaning of the chapter, the gathering of the dispersed of Israel, their establishment in promised lands, the restoration of Judah and Israel into one nation, the restoration of their status as a worthy covenant people before the Lord, and the restoration of the Lord himself to his rightful position as Israel's divine king. Judah is the Jews who are scattered in most nations of the earth. Israel is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the vast majority of whose members belong, either by birth or by adoption, to the chief northern tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. The prophesied reunification of Judah and Israel will come when the Jews accept the covenants of the gospel of Jesus Christ and join the Lord's Church. The complete fulfillment of this prophecy will not be seen until after the second coming. So anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and... Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye.